So in my practice, when I see acute or chronic inflammations of the urinary tract or the intestines, the extract that comes to mind to me is the lingonberry. While it may not be the first extract that will be needed, it certainly plays a role. Well, I'll be sharing that role with you and more along with my co-hosts today, Megan Limp and Terry Brooks. Um, Terry, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Hello everyone, Megan and Lauren. I'm Terry Brooks. I'm an herbalist. I'm a nature girl. I had the good fortune to be born into a family that saw the need in spending a lot of time outside and in nature and becoming part of that world. And I try to encourage people to do the same thing and give them the tools and the information that might just stimulate their interest in order to do that. Beautiful. Thanks, Terry. And Megan, good to see you. And why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, everyone. And hi, Lauren and Terry. My name's Megan, and it's great to be with you all. And it's great to be talking about gemotherapy again. And I just have to say, I am so grateful to both of my co-hosts here. I am learning so much from both of you, and this is just wonderful. Thanks, Megan. And I would second that. I'm Lauren Hubelay, and I'm a health coach and a gemotherapy expert. And I am so honored to be sharing this time with these women and bringing you further information on the gemotherapy extracts that are so near and dear to my heart. Today, our topic is lingonberry. And we're going to start with Terry, who's going to tell us a little bit about lingonberry. It's a shrub. Am I right, Terry? That's right. And it's, it's a shrub that's in the same family um, genus as vex, um, blueberries cranberries, the European blueberry, the bilberry, and um, a lot of heath and heather, heather kinds of plants are in the similar, kind of in that direction. This is called Vaccinium vitus idea, and I always bring up the Latin name because as we will see through many of these, they have a lot of common names um, I believe this is one of them that is often called wolfberry in some parts of the world. And wolfberry is also a common name for goji berries. So this is why the Latin name is so important to me. Uh, it's a low growing perennial, a semi evergreen woody shrub with relatively small berries. And it's native to the Northern hemisphere, colder kinds of climates, or in areas where it might be cold because it's a mountainous region or a higher altitude. So Arctic, subarctic regions of the world, um, Canada, Northern United States, Greenland, Southern or Northern Europe, Germany, Scandinavia kinds of places can be found also, as I said, in some parts of Italy, if it's a mountainous region. Its natural habitat is densely wooded areas it, it varies. It could be in the heath, it could be in the moorland, uh, the grass areas, sometimes bog areas, uh, rocky cliffs, exposed areas like that, mountain peaks. Um, I would say rather poor soil in most of those conditions, sometimes even rocky soil, and acidic, very acidic. It is known by several other names like partridge berry, foxberry, northern mountain cranberry, cowberry, and wolfberry. These plants are quite short, probably around seven inches tall, and they have single blooms. The blooms look very much like a blueberry blossom, a little bell-shaped bloom. 
the leaves are bright green oval and alternate and they're semi evergreen and rather leathery tough leaves so what can you tell us about the historical uses of lingonberry I really had to search for this because I did not know. I've eaten plenty of lingonberry jam because I'm a 100% dyed-in-the-wool Scandinavian, but I didn't know very much about uh, historical or folkloric uses. So I found that the national Finnish epic, known as the Kalevala, which is a literary document that is much prized in Finland, and it, it was recently celebrated, the anniversary of this literary epic was celebrated on February 20th, 28th every year. Um, it was compiled in the 19th century from Finnish and Karelian sources, which is the border between Finland and Russia, through from oral folklore and mythology. And one of the stories in here was told of the immaculate conception of a young virgin named Margetta, who was impregnated by a magical lingonberry that she ate. And the tale is quite gruesome and long. And so I'm just going to abbreviate it and say that <laughs> there was a shamanistic hero in here who ordered this baby to be killed in a very brutal manner. And eventually this baby was baptized as the king of Karelia. Of now, if you want to read more about it, you can look at the 50th rune of this epic and find out much more. I just didn't want to be so gruesome and so lengthy about it. Um, other things that come up with this, that was used much like holly berries as a decorative feature around the holiday. At the time, it was a pagan holiday called Saturnalia, which we have sort of turned, the Christian church has turned into our Christmas season. But it oftentimes was used like stringing cranberries to decorate your home at this time of the year. They might string lingonberries or even other red berries that they could find. And um, this was really frowned upon by the Christian church until they finally decided to uh, take this tradition like so many others they did and declare that this symbolized Christ's suffering and the blood that he shed. And so that became kind of a holiday tradition that we would string uh, holly or lingonberries, other red berries, probably rose hips and things like that, as a holiday seasonal decoration. And again, many, many cultures of the northern latitudes use this as food, um, using it. A lot of times you would see recipes for reindeer steak or meatballs, frikadella in Dan Denmark, and uh, it was served alongside as a side dish and I think it was for a particular reason because it's very high in vitamin C and potassium and phosphorus and I believe it has some digestive qualities that probably helped with these heavier meals. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what have you discovered about uh, the medicinal uses of lingonberry? Well you know, it's so fascinating because many of these plants that have these old, old traditions and maybe buried in history why they actually did use these plants are now really being researched and pulled out from under the rug. And this is one of them. Manitoba in particular, the province of Manitoba is doing a lot of research on this plant. And they're showing that it probably benefits the circulation 
cardiovascular disease. It has a lot of high, high um, levels of flavonoids, antioxidants, and anthocyanins, the brightly colored mm -hmm. berries. And um, other research is finding that it's very, a very good anti-inflammatory, and it benefits the health of many mucous membranes. So think of anything from eyes to oral cavity to your whole gut health. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect lead-in, Terry. Thank you very much. Yeah. That, that along with your comment about the soil it grows in, right? This acidic soil, poor soil, um, because what we know about lingonberry as a gemotherapy extract is how rejuvenating it is, particularly for aging tissue um, and for alkalizing um, the intestines, alkalizing, the um, urinary tract. So when we look at the young shoots of lingonberry that have been made into the extract, the primary action is as a harmonizer. And this harmonizing action is on both the urinary tract and the intestines, normalizing the bacteria flora. And so this is really important because often we get in our mind that we want to kill off bad bacteria or we want to attack bad bacteria. And that's something that gemotherapy doesn't do. Gemotherapy creates an environment that will make um, the healthy bacteria thrive and discourage the growth of the unhealthy bacteria. And that's harmonizing. And then we're using the intelligence of the plant and the intelligence of the body um, that is much more intelligent than anything we could force to happen. But this extract is also, as you mentioned, immunity. I believe, Terry, it's a, it's a tonic for the immune system. And what it does is improve the response time for the immune system. Ligonberry is well known for its support for female reproductive health. It is a tonic for the uterus. It stimulates the healthy growth of tissue and prevents and resolves uterine tumors and fibroids. The secondary action, however, is on mineralizing bones, particularly articulations, which stimulate healthy bones and prevent joint um, degrading, which is so important as we age. Ligonberry is a very important extract for both men and women in the aging process. Ligonberry has a unique action on the structural protein, um, the uh, degrading of tissue due to aging and disease. So it's a rejuvenative extract and um, it's excellent at establishing healthy tissue and promoting the tissue, and that's that harmonizing effect. The secondary effects are the tonic action that ligandary brings to the immune system, and that actually improves circulation, which you also mentioned, Terry. So who might use ligandary? Well, when it comes to women, I would say women of all ages could benefit at one time or another with ligandary, whether it's children or adult women, who have dysbiosis of the intestines or the urinary tract, chronic or acute intestinal and urinary infections for the prevention of osteoporosis, any woman with uterine fibroids um, in combination with common alder and blackberry, 
And then any men who have um, a um, high level of PSA, um, their um, um, pro prostate inflammation, and we want to work with those counts to bring them down along with sequoia, giant redwood, and black currant. Ligonberry is most useful in the acute stages of this inflammation of the urinary tract and intestines, but it can also be part of the chronic protocol. When we move to a more chronic state, for those two um, areas, we're combining it with blueberry or alternating it with blueberry. It is a primary extract for supporting elimination at the start of cases for stool types four through seven and for all vitality levels. Now we do have to be careful of one thing, however, ligonberry does have an estrogenic action and it's not recommended for any individuals with suspicion or diagnosed estrogen-dependent cancers. So we just want to be aware of that. Um, I think that covers everything I can share about ligonberry as an extract. Megan, what do you have to offer from the Asian medicine lens? Yeah, um, ligonberry is one of my favorite extracts. It is so rejuvenating and it's so restoring and it really supports the body's ability to build kidney energy and marrow to strengthen our digestive organs and to resolve damp. I have seen ligonberry offer just the gentle support needed in cases where either due to compromised digestion, maybe illness, stress, aging, the body is lacking the strength in what we call the lower burner organs. So more specifically, the reproductive organs, the kidney, bladder, and bowel. And it, ligonberry has an ability to regulate the fluids and to help the body's ability to hold. So we know that ligonberry supports the lower burner organs partially by supporting the gut biome, just as you were talking about, and balancing a flora. And the reason why we're interested in this and why folks are studying the gut biome is because it's linked to healthy digestion and lower inflammation and regulation of hormones and improved immunity. And although we think about this through a really different lens in Asian medicine, the spleen chi, liver chi, and kidney chi that we're gonna talk about provide these same functions and offer another way to look at the body. We know, as we've talked about before, that the nature of life, or what we call chi, is movement. And we know that chi produces blood, which in turn moistens and nourishes our whole body. And when blood and uh, fluids are moving smoothly, the body can naturally and effectively clean itself. So in the context of Asian medicine, health requires that we have an abundance of chi and that we keep it moving. And we know that there are two sources of chi, the chi we're born with, which act as a reserve and are stored by the kidneys. And in this situation, we know that kidney chi oversees our production of marrow. And we know that all issues relating to bone are supported by kidney. And so we can see how ligonberry really supports the, uh, the strength and the, the regeneration and all things related to bone. Our other source of chi is the chi we're constantly producing on a daily basis, and that's overseen by our digestive system. In Asian medicine, we call that spleen and stomach. And spleen's role is to extract the nutrients from food. 
An interesting side note here is that spleen's nature is to ascend. And so one of its jobs to is to support the body's ability to hold. For example, holding organs in their place or holding blood in the veins uh, or offering strength to the bowel. So when we start to see weakness, for, uh, perhaps some prolapsing, perhaps some easy bruising or some frequent and urgent stool, those are situations where we know that the spleen, the digestive energy is asking for support. So whether uh, it's kidney uh, offering support with, whole, uh, with rejuvenation in bones um, or our digestion needs support, when something is off with the kidney and spleen, we're gonna see an accumulation of moisture in the body because things aren't gonna be cleaning and moving as well. This is what Asian medicine calls dampness. And an example of this might be frequent, painful, or urgent urination. And we know that um, Ligonberry supports all of those situations quite beautifully. And we know that when chi and fluid movement slows, it's gonna to start to affect the movement of blood. And when blood congeals in the uterus and dampness or phlegm are present, it's gonna to lead to the formation of masses. And in this context, we can see how Ligonberry helps to resolve fibroids. It resolves the damp and it moves the blood. So when things, when fluids are stagnant and they're still, they start to accumulate and they start to form and become denser. And when we get things moving and we open the elimination and we get the fluids moving, the masses break up and the body can take care of them. We also know that kidney supports the movement as we pass through our different phases in life. And this is really pertinent when we're talking about uh, ligandberry. It supports our growth as a child and our ability to reproduce. And as we transition through perimenopause and menopause, um, it's, it, ligandberry is supportive in all of those phases. And we know that kidney starts to decline as we age. And this is why ligandberry is so effective when we see challenges at times when our body and maybe our hormones are changing. It's very effective to help us maintain the strength of the kidney chi as we age, and therefore helps us to maintain vitality and healthy tissues. So in my practice, lingonberry is really an essential extract. The manifestation of life, we know, has two sources, as we talked about, kidneys, which is our reserves, and our digestive energy makes chi on a regular basis. And we know that when issues become just a little bit more chronic, it starts to affect the blood. And we can see that ligandberry supports all three of these areas. So it makes it really an indispensable extract when we need a really gentle harmonizer, or in some cases, a tonic, to support our vitality and to keep thriving. Wow. Very enriching. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Lots of good ideas there and bringing this all together. Um, ladies, it's always such a pleasure. Let's find out where people could learn some more. Terry, if they wanted to learn more about trees or being in nature, what would you recommend? Again, go outside. <laughs> exactly. I have to say, I went for a short walk with my husband the other day and far away from us, I saw one final beat of a large wing, keeping my eye on that tree as we approached, it was a barred owl and it sat and turned its head and looked at us. 
So I felt like I was the specimen, not the bird. <laughs> but anyway, So Speak for the Trees by Diana Beresford Kroger is a wonderful book I'm sure you would love. Beautiful. Thank you, Terry. And Megan, where could people find more about Asian medicine? Sure. If you're looking to read a book, uh, there's a great intro to the philosophy of Asian medicine called The Web That Has No Weaver. And if you're interested in learning about uh, anything about my practice, gemotherapy through an Asian lens, feel free to visit my website, aculemp.com. Beautiful. And if you're interested in learning more about gemotherapy, I have a few books I've written. You can find them on my website. Um, there's plenty of free information on my blog. And I'd love to have you in one of my classes should you, this inspire you to study more about gemotherapy. Ladies, thank you so much. It's been a delight discussing Ligonberry with you today. Thanks, Laura.